welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're going to visit with Mike Roberts. Mike is one of the founders of Roberts Corrosion Services, located in Ellenboro, West Virginia. Of course, that's Ritchie County. But first, a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this project back in 2017, it started out as a podcast. And one of the things we set out to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced uh, more than 200 episodes and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people, quite frankly, never get to hear about. So our team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show and this movement at Positively West Virginia so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities they're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia, or even perhaps if they've left West Virginia to move back to West Virginia, just like Mike Roberts said, we're going to learn about that. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn about their experiences and learn from their experiences and most importantly, learn from their stories. Our guest once again is Mike Roberts, one of the founders of Roberts Corrosion Services located in Ellenboro, West Virginia. Mike, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. I'm excited on to have you on and talk about your story. I think your company's super cool. And I think uh, your story is really interesting and people will find a lot of value in it. Mike Roberts is a founder and partner, one of the owners of Roberts Corrosion Services. Roberts Corrosion Services provides corrosion support and remediation for natural gas piping and a primary uh, focus on the Appalachian Basin area. Since their inception, when they were founded in 2011, they have grown steadily and offer a wide range of services and turnkey solutions for their clients in that space, the natural gas space. Founded by brothers Mike and Kevin Roberts, they compete, uh, complete testing, design, inspection, installation, ongoing maintenance, and everything in between. I invited Mike on the show today to talk about his company, to share their story, and give our audience some valuable insight into the company that he leads right here in Ritchie County, West Virginia. Mike, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro that I gave, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Okay. Um, Well, probably the biggest thing, uh, folks that drive by our building or whatnot, nobody really understands what we do. Uh, Corrosion companies are not super popular. It's not something everybody knows about. Um, But a lot of folks, they drive by, they see excavators out front and equipment and generally want to know what we do. It's it's mostly pipeline work. Uh, We do a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of pipeline operators in the area and everything they do corrosion wise is regulated. So they have an enormous amount of corrosion work they have to do for all these pipelines to keep them in service and keep them safe. And 
we help them out with that stuff. A lot of times it's uh, work that they want to contract out and uh, that's, that's where we can step in and help with that. So, so Mike, that's, that's a great explanation. You know, when we talk about corrosion services and in the pipeline industry, are you talking about, you know, the pipe obviously is made of metal, you know, what is it steel basically? Yeah, it's made of steel. And if, and if you put a steel pipeline in the ground, it's going to tend to want to corrode either yeah. from the outside or from the inside. So we have to put together plans to, to try to help mitigate that or try to help stop that uh, or, or even fix that if it's been going on. Um, you know, it's a, it's a safety concern. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want a gas pipeline to, to leak and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So Mike, that, that really clears it up a little bit. Um, how did you get started in the corrosion business? Well, it's uh, Kevin and I both used to work for uh, gas pipeline operators in this area. I was working at Dominion, Kevin was working at EQT, and we both worked in corrosion departments. So oftentimes when we would contract our work or need to get things done, we would talk with each other like, hey, have you hired these folks before to do some corrosion work? Or have you hired these folks? How did you like them? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was typically, uh, well, these guys, they had to fly them out of Houston, Texas, or these guys here were really expensive, or these other guys weren't that great. And oftentimes that conversation ended with, you know, I think we could do this better if we could just do it ourselves. (laughs) Um, You know, so we, we would talk about that. It was more of a joke. Um, But in early 2010, I think it was, it was about a year before we started, Kevin and I just by happen chance ended up in the same corrosion training class in Charleston. So we were down there for a week long class and we started talking more about it and kind of came up with, well, let's, let's put together a business plan. If we were going to start a business, what would it look like? You know, not saying we could really do it, but uh, how, how do you do that? So, you know, you Google, how do you start a business or, you know, how do you make a business plan? And it was something we really were interested in doing that. It was, it was really fun putting together a business plan. It was almost, it became like a hobby. So we kind of committed by the end of that class, we committed like, let's get together once a month for the next several months and spend the better part of a day working on our business plan. Uh, you know, we'll talk about things like, uh, how do you put together a budget? How do you hire employees? How do you have a safety program? How do you get liability insurance? You know, how do you do these things and try to research it a little bit, maybe pick a topic each day and kind of go through that. And we did that. Uh, we kind of stuck with it. Uh, probably eight, nine, 10 months, we were meeting once a month and spending the better part of a day kind of going through what we would draft out. And, and, and we made this amazing business plan, or at least we thought it was amazing, our first business plan ever. Um, it, it was quite lengthy. It had all kinds of industry stuff we were looking at and studies and graphs and charts and budgets. And, and it just kind of, as we got closer to the end of the year, the reality set in on, are we really going to do this? Uh, do you think this, do you think this is really viable? You know, we're at the point now um, we have the business plan. It's a good time to do it, but we have decent jobs. We have good health insurance. Uh, at the time, both of our wives were pregnant. Um, just seems like a rough time to say, okay, let's, let's put our notice in and, and just on a leap of faith, jump out there. Um, and and that, it, it really does take a leap of faith. And we kind of got towards the end of it uh, the last hurdle we had was financing. Um, we were trying to determine exactly what we would need to launch and where that would come from. And so we, we did what we thought was the right thing. We kind of talked a little bit with the SBA. We went around to some banks. We kind of pitched our business plan, our, our ideas, what we wanted to do, what our thoughts were. And we went everywhere and, and really couldn't get a nickel because we came into the reality of 
if you're wanting to borrow money to start a business, you need something tangible. If you want to open a restaurant, you're buying a building. There's, these are things that have collateral and stuff that banks will loan you money on. We needed money for liability insurance and buying into different safety programs and being able to meet master service agreement requirements to work for bigger pipeline operators. These are not things, these are things you need money for, but you they're not tangible items that you can give back if uh, if you don't do so great on a loan or if the business doesn't work. Right. Uh, so we we got to the end of that first year, and I think that was the point we we kind of didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, I think we were thinking we were close to almost a hundred thousand dollars of what we were wanting to have to launch, hmm. and you know, with both our wives being pregnant and things were going good at work, and maybe this is just one of those things we'll we'll set it to the side, and that was pretty cool. Maybe someday we'll look at it. Maybe our kids will look at it. You know, or that's something we could start. And then we uh, kind of did what most people do when you run into a crossroads in your life, you go see mom and dad. So that's, that's what Kevin and I did it was our, our last ditch effort. You know, we went, went and down, saw our parents, put on some nice clothes, put our hat in our hands and started through the business plan. Like, you know, we really want to do this. And of course it's a company, nobody's heard of corrosion work. Like nobody's heard of corrosion services business. Yeah. Um, you know, we whittled down what our bare minimum was to launch, got that number to be an exceptionally low number and talked to them about it. And they, they were all for it. They, uh, they want to see it succeed. So How cool they kind of took that leap of faith with us. They, you know, mom and dad got the money and, and uh, handed us a check and, and said, good luck. Wow. That's awesome. That's man. I love that. So, so take us back to that. Yeah. It was probably around what, 2010 or so you guys, yeah. you and your brother are talking about this. You're, you're meeting on a regular basis, developing a business plan. Now you weren't in living in West Virginia at that time. Is that correct? Uh, no, I was already living in West Virginia. I actually moved back in 2000 three or four, I believe I was working for a different corrosion contractor at the time. Okay. All right. Uh, so you, you guys, you guys were born here in West Virginia over in the Parkersburg area, Wood County. And then you moved away and we're living in Michigan for right. kind of grew up in Michigan and you got, you know, working in the, in the pipeline business and the gas business brought you back to West Virginia. Right. And, all right. That's, that's great. And so, um, so, so talk a little bit, I, I love that backstory because that, that, that to me is so cool. And then the, you know, we talk about that all the time, you know, friends and family financing, you know, uh, when, when right. sometimes when a bank or a traditional lending route won't go and you need to, you know, to call on those friends and family and your mom and dad were able to step up and help you get, you guys get this thing cranked up. And here you are 10 years later, uh, you know, just really crushing it. And I love that. What is your, I want to kind of go back to, to what it is you do. I like to ask this question with all of our guests and and I, I'd like to ask you what your 30-second pitch is for Robert's Corrosion Services. In other words, what is it you tell people you do in 30 seconds? Well, it, like I said, it's mostly pipeline work. Our, our, biggest, our biggest connection with our clients is we, we offer everything as a turnkey service, and we have an enormous amount of flexibility. So when you're in the corrosion field, a lot of times our clients don't even understand exactly what they need. And a lot of times they come to us with, I need a thing, but I don't know what it is, or I have this problem, you know, we have this thing in the plant that's always wearing out, or we have a corrosion problem in this pipeline, or we had these things come up in an audit, and we need to do something about it. So I, I think being flexible and, and having a solution to where, you know, you have engineers on staff to do design work, you, you can do the construction work, we're, we're a licensed excavator in West Virginia, um, you know, you can come back later and do the corrosion survey work. Uh, and even having a lab on site, we can test the internal fluids and gases and solids and stuff that come out of the pipelines. Uh, so I think having that flexibility and having that turnkey approach kind of gives us a, a place where companies can come here and 
generally whichever whatever they're needing that's something we can do awesome mike as i'm listening to you tell that story in the 30 second pitch and you did a great job on that you know i envision you know they a, a company owns this pipeline and you come in with an excavator you you know dig out around the pipe you check it out make sure that you know things are, are going the right way if it is corroding and it's breaking that you know that steel pipe is actually breaking down you guys have a sir a solution to solve that problem to either right. stop it or fix it correct it whatever that looks like right yeah and, that, and a lot of times and, and not to get overly complicated but we install cathodic protection systems that help to help stop that corrosion rate or slow down that corrosion rate so when there's problems sometimes if it's too far gone you do need to replace a section of pipe but uh if you install the mitigation stuff up front maybe during construction of the pipeline or or after it's not in service very long uh you can usually stop that stuff I mean, we've gone and looked at pipelines that are very old that honest, honestly look brand new when you dig them up because they've had good cathodic protection systems what it, what uh, exactly is that is that keeping the water away from the pipe it, it's uh it's an electrochemical thing it's uh when when steel which is made of iron wants to corrode it's losing electrons and wants to turn back into iron. So when you install systems that have anodes made of different metals, you can kind of help steer that corrosion to happen at the anode, which is something sacrificial instead of happening on the cathode, which would be the pipeline. So yes. it's a, it, it's a, there's a lot of science that goes into it. Um, but uh, when you can set up a system like that, you can keep the pipeline from wanting to corrode. It'll stay in good condition. That's awesome. That really, I think, helps paint a picture of what it exactly is that you do. What's the one thing you're most excited about for Robert's Corrosion Services right now? Well, well everybody's always excited about growth. Um, well, right now we're actually remodeling our office. I'm pretty excited about that. We need, we kind of, we're starting to outgrow some of the office space we had here. Um, our lab is getting to where they're outgrowing the lab, so we need to make that even bigger. Um, so we, we're remodeling a little bit around here. We're excited about that. We've purchased some new equipment. We've got into some bigger and longer term projects. And a lot of clients are doing more than, than bidding work to us. They're, they're wanting to sign multi-year deals where, you know, you're going to do this amount of work for this year. And then that's going to go on for the next three years. And those are always awesome things to get into because that gives you that longevity and it kind of helps you. It's a little bit easier now to go out and spend money to buy more equipment for the lab or buy more equipment for the construction crews um, when you know you have that work in place. So yeah. that, I think that's what we're most excited about. That's very cool. What's the geographic area that you serve? Well, uh, nobody likes to have to travel, but <laughs> we do uh, most of our works in West Virginia, but we do venture out into Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Kentucky, most of the surrounding area. Um, sometimes even further if uh, uh, when clients, if it's not cost prohibitive anyway, but uh, you know, pipelines are hundreds of miles in length. We might start on one here and by the time we're done, we're in Virginia somewhere. So. Very cool. How many, uh, how, like who's on your team? How many employees do you have? We are at 25 right now. Awesome. Uh, probably soon to take on a few more. So. <laughs> I'm not sure if she works for you, uh, a woman by the name of Sarah Latia. Latia. Yes, Sarah Latia. Commenting says, uh, such a wonderful company to work for. <laughs> she must As, have a performance review come due. <laughs> that's great. She put the uh, the sun sunglasses uh, smiley emoji up there as well. Is that stuff? I, I can't see that on my end. Is that, I get to see that afterwards or? Yeah, probably so. But I gave her a shout out, so you know, make make sure you give her an extra point on her evaluation for that. That's that's great. So, 
so Mike, I, you know, I love hearing your story. I love how you started this company. I love how you're growing. And, and you know, who would have thought, you know, in Ritchie County, you'd have this thriving business over there. What would you say has, has been your best moment of business since you've been in business since 2011? Um, I honestly, I think our best moment is when, when our business, when, when our employees are doing things that are beyond Kevin and I, I think, I think it's when people here are developing things and doing things that are more than I can do. I mean, there's stuff that there's stuff that happens in our lab that I don't even completely understand. And there's, uh, the guys that are out doing the corrosion surveys are using meters I've never used before. I think that's when, when you really feel like your business is becoming its own entity and it's growing on its own and doesn't rely on Mike Roberts to have to be here every day. Uh, we have, we're blessed with some very good people that are, are very sharp at what they do. Uh, and, and I think when we're getting into things that I never would have thought we got into, or I don't even completely know about, I think that's when you, um, I think that's when it's your best moment. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely relate to that. We started our companies the same year and, uh, I feel like uh, when I look around here, sometimes I think, man, we're doing some stuff that I I don't even understand how to even <laughs> turn the thing on, you know. Right. <laughs> and that's pretty that's pretty cool. And uh, understanding that you've you know um, have had an opportunity to to lead and, and build up uh, a team that's that's taking it and run with it. And I, th- I think that's awesome. On the converse side of that, I always like to talk about the worst business moment. Uh, sometimes I think it's, uh, it's good to reflect on those valleys that we go through, uh, as, as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, uh, take us to that, that place of your worst business experience so far. Um, that story. I, I would probably say it, it, it's more related to like accidents and injuries and stuff like that. I mean, depending on how good you're, you know, you can have the most awesome safety program and all these checklists and things you go through, but when something happens and a sheriff calls you and says, when your employees was involved in a vehicle accident or, or somebody's on the way to the hospital, uh, you're never really prepared for that moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, your first instincts to want to jump in your truck and start heading towards the hospital, you know, you want to make sure everybody's okay, but you, you have a checklist, you got to start calling their family and letting everybody know what's going on. You got to talk to the insurance company. I think as much as you try to prepare for moments like that, it's, uh, it's very difficult to, to know exactly how you'd react until stuff like that happens. Um, you know, and thankfully nobody's been seriously hurt here, but, uh, uh, you know, we've had some scares and, and, uh, every time it happens, we kind of revisit afterwards, you know, what was, what would have been a better way to handle every step of that process, you know, when something happened. Um, so yeah, that can be, that can be a struggle. I think that's something nobody's ever ready for. Exactly. And, and, you know, you guys are in a, in a, in an area, uh, in, in the line of work that it can be, um, you know, safety has to be at the, at the paramount, right. The top, uh, but things do happen. And, and thankfully there are guys out there taking risks to do this kind of work that you guys do to keep the, you know, to keep the lights on and keep the, keep the country moving forward, you know, natural gas and, and, uh, that industry is just so important for, um, for our country. And, uh, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a testament to, to you and your leadership to make sure that you're providing that kind of place of, of work for, for your team and being able to serve your clients out there. Mike, I want to take a second just to mention the sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they include Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. 
The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia in business. Our guest today, once again, is Mike Roberts. He's one of the founders uh, at Roberts Corrosion Services based in Ellenboro, West Virginia. That's, of course, in Ritchie County. Uh, Mike, along with his his brother, Kevin, uh, started the company back in 2011. We're learning their story. Mike, I want to jump back into it. What's the vision that you have for Roberts Corrosion Services long term? Um. I think that changes year to year, but uh, it, more recently, what Kevin and I have talked more about is is the business being uh, how the business will be beyond Kevin and I. You know, we talk more when you, when you're in the first few years, you're just trying to survive. When you're getting to year five, you're trying to make sure budgets are balanced and and things make sense, and you have the right management team. When when we we just recently had our 10 year anniversary this last January. Um, that's when you want to talk about uh, what succession plans are. You know, is this something that Somebody here will be running this business and someday I'll retire. Uh, is this something maybe our kids will be interested in? Uh, I, I think the the long-term vision turns more into what what happens beyond Kevin and I. Uh, you know, you know, you want the business to continue thriving, you want things to continue happening, but uh, um, you know, we have some very good folks here. And I, I think I think the I think it makes the long-term vision a very good thing to look at. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I had a chance to check out your your website. It looks like you have an incredible lineup of clients. Every everybody from Dominion to Antero to you know uh, CNX Equitrans. Uh, you have a, a bunch of clients that you work with. How do you attract new customers? Is that is that part of your strategy to keep new uh, business rolling in, keep taking care of your customers? But how do you how do you attract new customers? Well, that, that's something that we recently have talked more about. In the beginning, a lot of our work was just word of mouth, or you would get on projects and, you know, do some do some things for a certain company who also knows some project engineers in another company. And then a lot of times, it just we're very fortunate that one project led to another project, or you had several projects going on at once. Um, here recently, we've been more trying to get into social media more, trying to post more things on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, trying to advertise a little bit more. We never really had an advertising budget per se before. Um, you know, we do some local sponsorships and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I think getting into the social media is kind of our our biggest step now uh, to try to attract more clients and try to cover a bigger footprint, cover a bigger area in our industry. Yeah, that's awesome. Mike, what's, uh, what's one of the biggest challenges you guys face uh, right now? Uh, well, we are out of space right now, you know, remodeling <laughs> the office, getting some more office spaces and, and, uh, being able to expand the lab and things like that. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's about, uh, when you're, when you're in a strong growth mode, I had somebody, I had an accountant tell me one time early on in our business that you can grow yourself into bankruptcy. So you want to be very careful that you're controlled on your growth. I mean, we have, we're very fortunate in that there's enormous amount of work out there for us to do, but we have to be smart on which projects we take. And sometimes projects that seem, oh, wow, that would be awesome. That's several millions of dollars. Uh, sometimes you got to be careful on that's that's also a big risk. And we have 25 families to think about. And we have to make sure, you know, let's go for these other ones here. So I, I think the biggest challenge is trying to not not want to jump at everything, uh, trying to make sure you control the growth, trying to make sure it makes sense. You have the right size management team versus your employee base. Um, you know, I think that's probably the biggest thing you have to have to watch for. Absolutely. I want to 
I want to go back and, and talk a little bit. You mentioned that uh, you're out of space and you mentioned the uh, the full lab that you have there at, at your facility in Ellenboro. And one of the things that kind of pops into my mind is, you know, you guys are doing all sorts of chemistry. Is that, is that kind of the chemistry lab? Is it talk a little bit about your lab space? Well, the lab primarily does uh, a lot of sampling with gas samples or fluid samples or solid samples. So we have chromatographs back there. We have a scanning electron microscope. We have, um, ICP systems. Uh, basically, uh, a lot of companies need to test their gas either for the quality of it or they're looking for corrosive properties. You know, is there CO2 in this gas that's going to cause corrosion on the inside of the pipeline? Is there oxygen in the gas that's going to cause, you know, going to accelerate corrosion? Um, or other times it's gas companies selling gas from one company to another and they need a third party to measure BTU levels or verify that the quality of the gas is there. You know, if you're going to buy an enormous amount of gas every every little part of the quality matters for the price of the gas. Um, you know, and a lot of the fluids that end up in the pipelines, uh, whether it's on purpose or on accident, and a lot of times that stuff needs to be tested for bacteria um, or different things like that. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of science that goes on back there. It's not something I ever thought I would get into. I, you know, I, I originally started going to school for land surveying. So, it, you know, history wasn't my, wasn't my thing, but it was part of our turnkey model approach. We, uh, we were in business for probably five, six, seven years or so before we actually started the lab. Uh, before that, we used to just third party that stuff out, but uh, trying to stay true with uh, the one-stop shop type approach, uh, we wanted to have our, our own lab and it was, well, let's, let's try to build a lab. So, yeah. So, so the folks that, that work in, on your team, they, they may be running an excavator. You may have somebody who's working back there that understands chemistry and, and exactly. how molecules and all these things interact with each other. So you have a lot of different um, types of people on your team, in other words. Right. Well, you have to have engineers that can do design work. You have to have chemists or chemical engineers that can do uh, lab work. And, and, and you also have to have operators. And if you have large equipment, you got to have drivers, you got to have CDL folks. So we have a wide range of uh, uh, several folks here do multiple things, you know, um, and, and have to cover multiple different disciplines. But uh, uh, yeah, when you cover everything from beginning to end, you end up with a, a very wide range of people. Yeah, that's super cool. Mike, I, I want to ask you, you know, what's as you, you know, you reflect back on, you know, 10 years and you just, like you said, celebrated your 10 year anniversary back in January. What's one piece of advice you would give to young people listening to this? Somebody who may have an idea to say, Hey, maybe we can, maybe we can do this a little bit better, a little differently, and maybe start it out on our own. What's one piece of advice you would give to uh, people thinking about the uh, entrepreneurial journey here in West Virginia? What, what would you say to them? Well, one of the things Kevin and I did, uh, course when we were developing our business plan you definitely want to have a written business plan don't just don't just have the idea you want to write it down and, and spell it out because that's when you'll catch um, things you can do a little better but one of the things we did was we found other business owners and we just offered to take them to lunch and ask them their story uh very much like this podcast does now of course we didn't have this in 2010 but uh uh you know we just found folks either in our industry or just business owners in the area and and we'd ask them if we take them to lunch and we would just pick their brain and and you'll find a lot of folks that run companies love to talk about their story love to explain what struggles they had or what was the hardest thing they had to do um and, and kevin and i would just take notes um you know for the price of a 25 dollars steak dinner you can get an enormous amount of information <laughs> and and realize where where you need to be careful and, and where folks say, hey, make sure you have a good accountant up front, make sure you do this and taxes and make sure you do this. And, and uh, you can get a lot of excellent advice um, 
you know, so we kind of did that. So I, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to, to reach out and talk to other people. We even, some of our peers in our industry, we even uh, discussed our business plan with them ahead of time, um, kind of in confidence, like, hey, this is what we're thinking of. Do you think this is a crazy idea? Uh, so I wouldn't be afraid to ask around. And that's something I've, I've talked to other folks who are starting businesses. Uh, you know, they've, they've confided in me some of the stuff they wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I, I'll give them all the advice I can and where I fell on my face and where we've succeeded at. So uh, I, I think just don't be afraid to lean on people. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I often tell um, tell folks, you know, that are thinking about doing something, starting a business or something like that. I say, you got to get in proximity with people that are doing it. Right. And I, I agree with what you're saying. I think a lot of times, you know, you will have the, especially, you know, I, I feel like in West Virginia, we're a little differently because or we think a little differently because we do want to, you know, see each other succeed, generally speaking, you know, and I think that there's a, there's a lot of openness there, especially, you know, you're not going to go to, you know, to the, the coffee shop down the road and say, Hey, I'm op- opening up a coffee shop. Can you tell me all your secrets? That's not going to work, you know, but, but I think getting in proximity with people that are actually doing it, the kind of work that you want to do and uh, you know, just picking their brain, like you said, I think that's, that's great advice. And I appreciate you sharing that. Mike, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? <laughs> uh, well, I, some of the, some of the things, and this may sound silly, but uh, uh, I, I try not to use, you know, I or my or you know, it's not my company or my employees. Uh, I, I try to say we and our a lot more because um, it, it really is. It's it's our business and it's our company. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks that do stuff here that I can't do, and uh, I need them. They need me, but it, it, we're all kind of in the same ship. So I, I think, you know, just being being honest and open and out upfront about everything and uh, making sure that you kind of, I, I think folks key off of that. So when you say it's our company, it's not my company. Um, you know, this is our success. You know, when we have success, we all share that. It's, uh, it helps to build the business. It helps to build the company. Uh, it's not about Mike Roberts. It's about our company. Hmm. So, you know, I do, I do make an effort to make sure everybody feels included. Everybody has a say in what we do. You know, we, we oftentimes get together to discuss different um, directions we want to take on things or, or different things we want to purchase. It's not a, it's not a Mike says, and this is how it goes type place. So. Very cool. What's one leadership lesson you learned in the, say the last 12, 14 months? <laughs> uh, the probably biggest things you never stop learning, especially with leadership, but uh, uh, yeah, leadership training is very important. And I think if you're going to have any kind of business, um, and you're going to have a, any number of people working there. You you want to you want to research on that. You want to read on that because um, because leadership's important. Uh, folks work here because they want to work here, not because they have to. You know, and so they they have to understand the vision. They have to understand what you're wanting to do and and what you want to do as a team. So I, I think I think it's something you always have to work on, and it's something I try to remind myself to either read articles or read a book or read something on, on leadership. Uh, you know, and oftentimes I try to pass that around with the management team too. Um, uh, cause I think it's important for, for growth for everyone. Without a doubt, everything rises and falls on leadership. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's the truth for sure. What's one book or even a podcast that you'd recommend for aspiring business people, entrepreneurs here in West Virginia? Um, well, since, since we were talking about leadership, actually, uh, one of my favorite books is, uh, the five levels of leadership by John Maxwell. Um, 
I've actually probably purchased that book 20 times maybe because I seem to every time I see every time somebody's coming up in the company or a manager here or something I generally hand that book out or give them that um, so I, I keep having to rebuy it but uh, it's something Kevin and I've listened to I know we had the audio copy one time we were taking a long drive back from North Carolina I think we listened to the entire book um, but it, it, there's a lot of good stuff in there there's a lot of uh, good stuff about life there's a lot of good stuff about understanding where you're at in the leadership path and uh, and ways to to make things better no doubt well, he, uh, I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell I listen to him <laughs> read them just about every day that minute with Maxwell is on my email every day. Uh, but uh, I had a chance to, uh, to, to actually meet him and work with him, shoot some video with him wow. years ago. One of my good friends, uh, mentors and clients, Ed DaCosta, who will be on our mastermind show this week uh, uh, was on the John Maxwell leadership. Uh, they called it the JMT. It's still a thing, the John Maxwell team. And Ed was on the faculty uh, from here in Morgantown was on the faculty for the John Maxwell team for a number of years. And uh, yeah, so we, uh, we're all big fans around here of uh, John Maxwell. So that's pretty cool. And I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Mike, we've covered a lot in this interview, uh, everything from your, you know, how you started the company and you and your brother and your, some of your leadership philosophies and, and uh, even, even talking a little bit about the, uh, the nitty gritty of your, of your lab and some of the instrumentation there. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about your, your entrepreneurial journey, your story, uh, or uh, specifically about Robert's corrosion services as a company? Um, well, we uh, probably the only thing I haven't mentioned is we do a lot of training. Um, we even do some teaching. Uh, we teach at some courses up in Morgantown, actually. Uh, there's a Appalachian Underground Corrosion Short Course that happens every May up on, at the college. Uh, you know, several of us here actually teach some courses there. What's that through? Uh, what, what, uh, what college is that through? Like mineral sciences or? Uh, yes, I believe. I mean, it's all over the campus. Uh, essentially, we're using the classrooms and it's kind of an open uh, uh, folks register for that. And there's usually a couple thousand folks that are in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we teach some courses on corrosion and teach some uh, different things. Usually it's whatever whatever they need instructors or speakers for different topics. Uh, I know Kevin even serves on some of the committees and stuff there uh, to help set that up. But yeah, we try to give back a little bit into the industry and, and especially locally in our area. Um, so yeah, we get, get involved with some of that stuff. Yeah, I think that's awesome, man. Very good. Very good. Uh, as we close out our time here, Mike, how can our listeners, our viewers learn more about Robert's corrosion services and perhaps even get in contact with you? Well, uh, folks are always welcome to call the office anytime. Uh, they, they can uh, chase down me or, or there may be somebody better here to, to talk to about whatever their questions are. Um, but we have some folks, even when they're getting out of college or getting ready to get out of college, they stop by and just want to talk about what we do. And, and uh, it's, it's not really a formal interview. It's just, a, hey, I kind of want to see where I want to go with my career. And this is what my degree's in. And I just kind of want to see what you guys do. I saw your website and, and kind of look like some stuff I might be interested in. So uh, people are always welcome to stop by. I mean, it's a friendly conversation. I'll be happy to let you know what we're doing and what our folks are working on. And, and if you have interest in things like that, I think it's a great industry to be in. Um, it's always good to be in something that's not, not that well-known, but it's a big enough industry that, you know, we're always going to stay busy, have a good, decent amount of work. And uh, I think it's a great place to be. That's super cool. And we, yeah, our producer today, Dylan Sheldon, put up the uh, the links to your website, which is rcswv.com. And he also put a link up to the uh, Appalachian 
Underground Corrosion Short Course, the AUCSC. Right. <laughs> right. We got links up there for for that on on Facebook, and uh, and folks can get in touch with you. And I think that's awesome that you're you're uh, big on giving back to the community and 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 sharing uh, your your journey, uh, entrepreneurship, and and we you know honestly. Um, I think that it's important. Um, well, obviously, the reason we do this show each week is to to, to highlight stories just like yours, uh, with Robert's Corrosion Services and 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 you know the opportunities, the amazing opportunities that are right here in, in West Virginia. You have a great quality of life, uh, low cost of living, and just have you can build an, an amazing company that could be generational. So I think that's that's awesome, Mike. I, I just want to say it's been a real honor to have you on our show today. I think what you're doing is incredible. Yeah, you and your brother, and uh, there in Ritchie County, and I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you guys are doing. I, I think it's awesome having this podcast. I, I would have loved to have it back when we were starting our business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And uh, folks, uh, reach out to uh, Mike Robertson. And if you're interested in, in the corrosion business, uh, he's got a ton of information, wealth of information, and is willing to help as well. Folks, that's a wrap on a, another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my new friend Mike Roberts, one of the founders at Roberts Corrosion Services in Ellenboro, West Virginia, our hope is that we, in some way, equipped you and inspired you with this business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website. And of course, that's PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate your comments, your encouragement, uh, your reviews. Uh, we, we really like those, and thank you guys for that. And of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. And be sure, be sure to also check out our weekly show, the Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon on this channel right here where we bring you a panel of experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, uh, Dylan Sheldon. Until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 